Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Did you start your day with music? Maybe it was something fast-moving and danceable, or maybe you like to surround yourself with a mellower vibe. I got somebody emailed me a link to a Lakshmi uh, meditation, and that's what I listened to this morning when I came into the office. It was beautiful, floating music, and then like these words of power running through it. Absolutely gorgeous. Well, we all know that music is powerful. So how do we learn to come into alignment with the music we love to leverage that power. My guest on today's show is Bill Protzman. He's here to help us unlock that superpower of music. And he believes that when we change our music, we change our lives. Are you ready to meet him? Bill Protzman is a man on a mission to raise awareness of the power of music as self-care. Bill's an IT entrepreneur and author. He holds magna cum laude degrees in piano performance and creative writing, and he's concertized and performed for many years with a focus on bringing music to audiences in non-traditional ways. In 2011, Bill launched Music Care, Inc., a for-profit corporation dedicated to teaching practical ways that music can be used for self-care. His work was recognized by the National Council for Behavioral Health with an award of excellence in 2014. Bill says that's the behavioral health equivalent of winning an Oscar. That is not bad. You can find out more about Bill and his work at quest.musiccare.com. Net. Bill, welcome to Out of the Fog. Hey, Karen, it's great to be here. And, and, and I'm sort of coming out of the fog myself. Oh? <laughs> I love this title. No, it, you know how things start. I mean, your day is all beautiful and perfect, and then the fog starts to roll in. So <laughs> I'm glad that it lifted a little bit now, and we can do this podcast and, and talk about something that's really important to all of us. Well, so what did you listen to this morning? I, I so appreciate your prompt on this, and I've emailed you a link to this playlist. I was listening to Nordic choral music, so a cappella choral music this morning. And because it's from like Sweden and Norway, I can't even say the names of these songs. <laughs> They're so beautiful and clear and and intricate and uplifting. So I sent you a, a link to this. It's my wife's curated playlist, Slow Winter Days on Spotify. Oh if you my find God. that, it's, it's seven and a half hours long already. It's getting longer. But it's so, you know, I mean, the stuff that's in there is so amazing. It's just, it's transcendent music. And I, I'm so, I don't know how we found it, but I'm so glad we did. Oh, but see, isn't that the thing about music is that it's magic. You never hear all of it. There is always more to discover. And I think like with intuition and the spiritual path and healing and all that kind of good stuff, when you open yourself to new possibilities, there are always new possibilities. How true. How true. And such beautiful richness in, 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 in I don't want to call it world music. That's kind of not doing it justice. But what beautiful richness there is in music that we've never explored before, whatever that might be. I mean, it's, if your exploration takes you into metal, fantastic. That's awesome. If it takes you into jazz metal, do that. If it takes you to classical or whatever, 
the new thing is for you, well, just, just go there because there's so much incredible, um, I, I keep using the word richness, but there's ways you can learn about yourself that you didn't know, like how you'd respond to something for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, and how many times as adults do we have that opportunity, you know, to go to Disneyland for the first time as an adult or, you know, experience color, like those wonderful things they're doing now where people who are colorblind can have their color sight restored. Oh, wow. What, what an opportunity with music is finding a little song that really moves you. I love this one. So one of the things I do is teach intuitive development. And for the last few years, I've been starting our classes for people who want to come early. I've started our classes by just playing whatever it is that I happen to listen to. So it might be gospel or it might be Baroque music or it might be, I have an Ethiopian jazz CD from the 1980s that for some reason is just really ringing my bells um, right now. I've got all this eclectic stuff. And the, and the reason that I do that with students is because I believe that intuition and curiosity are inextricably linked to each other that you can't have intuitive connection. We don't have insight. We can't see farther unless we're willing to listen to new things, unless we're willing to kind of get out of our routines and start to shake things up. So I love slow winter days. And now you know what I'm going to be listening. Now you know what I'm going to be listening to tomorrow. Right. We can, we can discuss how to pronounce some of these titles. (laughs) (laughs) So you say that we can use music to get ahead in life. What does it mean? What is even getting ahead in life mean? Oh, gosh. I, I wish that I'd written that a little bit differently because these days, um, nobody's really thinking about getting ahead. We're just sort of thinking about survival. Mm-hmm. You know, just how can I make it through the next crazy? Yeah. And I know there are people who are thinking of getting ahead too, but you know, I think you just said it, that intuition and curiosity are sort of linked together. And if we can revitalize maybe our curiosity what an incredible opportunity for creative um, endeavors we have right now. Look at all the problems we've got to solve. And we're not going to solve them. Who was it Einstein that said? We aren't going to solve today's problems with the same mind that created them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what does that mean? Well, it means we've got to get curious. We've got to get intuitive. We've got to find, go back to creativity in a big way. And since we're talking about music, what a wonderful way to practice uh, curiosity to let yourself hear music that is new to you and see how it plays with you, see how you respond to it. That's, I think, um, really crucial right now in our era. And to all the people who are already doing this and, and the curious and creatives out there, thank you, because we knew about this. We knew the age of Aquarius was coming, right? Remember that crazy song? Mm-hmm. But it's here, and it, it's an age of creativity, I think, in a way that we've never experienced creativity in the world before it's it's worldwide now it's not just the renaissance or you know the, the amazing opera that happens in asia or whatever the thing is it, it's a worldwide search for something more something better something real I think if it's all right, this is a good time. You sent me, uh, you sent me just a, a clip, just a minute long clip of some music that you created. And I wonder, I didn't know until we were talking just before we came on the air, this is channeled music. Can you say a little bit about what we're going to hear? Sure. Uh, back in the day when we made the CD, there were actually like real media and you had a slip inside the front cover that would explain what was on the CD itself and stuff, and we've lost <laughs> the EP. But um, this was my very first recording session ever. 
And I was prepared to do some uh, covers, basically, of some songs I've been playing out in public. Songs people know. And the engineer said to me, um, so just play something, Bill, so I can get my level set, you know, the way engineers do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I just started playing. And the, the clip you're going to play is um, the very first part of the song that I played. And I had no idea that I was going to play this. I get chills thinking about it now. Huh. But what I played was not just like a few chords and improving, whatever. It turned out to be a through composed um, piece of, uh, I don't know what you call it, sort of like a nocturne, but a through composed piece of music with a, with a beginning and a middle and an end. And it surprised me. Oh. And in fact, after the, after the recording I was there to do, we went back again and we got a full CD of this sort of channeled music. And uh, it's been released. It's out there called Serenity. You can see that on Spotify, too. So, oh my uh, yeah, that's how this song happened. And, um, you know, as I said, I still get chills thinking about it. Someday I'll have to go back and learn it so I can perform it again. <laughs> <laughs> but you might, it might be something that can't be learned. It might be something that moved through you at the time it was meant to move through you and came out exactly as it was meant to come out. Let's listen to this. This is, I think now about a Remy, the producer's telling me this is about a 30 second excerpt from a piece called Opus One. Let's go ahead and roll that. is beautiful. That is an excerpt from Bill Protzman's Opus One, and you can find more of that on his Serenity album, which is on Spotify right now. So as you go over there and you're looking for slow winter days, you're getting your Scandinavian acapella chorus groove on. You can also look for Serenity. So Bill, now we've heard your physical voice and we've heard your musical voice. You've said that music has kept you alive. What does that mean? Wow. You know, this question, Karen, is one that I would answer differently last week than I am this week. Ah. But it's the same thing. Um, so when I say that music has kept me alive, being able to engage safely with very big emotions, emotions that, you know, for the most part, aren't something that people want to feel, has been a life-affirming process for me. My job at the piano is, is basically to do that. You know, a classical pianist, especially take music that's been written by somebody else and then try to perform it with all of the technical acuity and the, and the emotional content that the composer theoretically intended to be there. And generally speaking, classical musicians agree about such things as the emotional content of a piece of music. But I think in the world, we can agree about that too. Um, songs like Yesterday or Amazing Grace or just like iconic songs that exist in the world, they generally have a similar emotional message for us. 
Um, I love, for example, how Amazing Grace has not only become the anthem of people who are finding God for the first time, whatever that might mean to you, uh, it's also the anthem for people who feel marginalized. Mm. You know, the, the LGBTQ uh, folks who, who have accepted Amazing Grace as sort of a supportive voice for what it feels like to be queer. It's, it's amazing that songs like that are, are just used that way. So um, this this attempt that we're given, or maybe an opportunity that we're given in life, to be able to engage with our emotions, I think is a wonderful pathway toward um, self-awareness. And when music offers you those emotions, sometimes we turn away from them. It's not the right time, you know, to be all angry or enraged or whatever music is triggering you to be. But there's information about you in that music. And when I've gone deep, not at the piano, when I've gone deep with music, to allow it to have a full emotional message for me. Um, it's, it's been very life affirming, even to the point where instead of taking my own life on a very important moment in my, in my life, I decided to listen. And that listening experience uh, guided me through the, the desire that I had to end it all and left me empowered and free and motivated and excited and very, very, very tired <laughs> at the time it was, the experience that I was wrung out. But, but it was safe. And clearly it was effective. It affected me in a way that keeps me um, on this path to this day of helping other people appreciate the opportunity music gives us to, to go into those emotional places. It might not be easy, but they're very much a part of who we are. So even, even though we don't talk about them often. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and my guest is Bill Protzman. You can find out more about Bill and his work at quest.musiccare.net. Quest.musiccare.net. That power that music had in your own life to 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 help you move through a place where you felt like you were at the end is that part of what has um, driven and informed your work, helping people understand music as a tool for self-care, as a tool for healing and bringing better lives? Absolutely, Karen. Without a doubt, music is one of the things in this giant world that we live in that allows us to, to explore ourselves in safety and to do very deep, actually, uh, exploration you know, even as far as I found it that night, it's sort of about dying and being reborn in a way. And that metaphor is one that's clearly out there in religious traditions, and it's out there in a lot of the psychological work that we do. I think um, Jung calls that shadow work. I'm not completely versed on Jung, but having done some shadow work and reading on it, uh, he seems to come up often in that in that process. But poets have written about this, and artists have made huge paintings of the process of what it's like to encounter your dark side, if you will. But more than that, to move through that and to encounter your enlightened, inspired uh, results of that shadow work. So, yes, indeed, let's, let's go with music. It's an objective, out there thing that I think we all resonate with. It's more difficult to, um, to resonate with a painting, for example, if you don't understand the abstract art or whatever it is. But we get music on a level that's so fundamental, like we, we vibrate too. We're vibrational beings. So when sound waves hit us, it's a whole body experience. 
and a whole mind experience and a whole heart experience. You know, it's like that. It just, it works on us in all the ways. So how do you use music in your work to help people with self-care? You draw a distinction between music therapy and, and music care. What is it that you're doing and teaching that helps people change their lives? There's a lot of insight in this question, Karen. And, and yes, I do draw a distinction. Not being a music therapist, um, I have more of an educational role. So my job, the way that I see it, is to help people learn how to access the deeper power of music. We all know music has power. But how does, you know, does Bill Protzman engage with that? How does Karen Hager engage with that? And it's different for all of us because the music that we love, according to research, is our most powerful music. So while I might be all tripping out on, you know, Nordic folk music or whatever it is, someone else might find a way through blues to get to their work, their self-awareness, what they're called for. And, and that's fine. So rather than me playing music at you and saying music, 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 fix, 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 that kind of thing, that's not the, that's not the paradigm. The paradigm is working together to explore the music that you love and from that, unpack what it is about yourself that you would like to become more integrated or more aware or more creative or whatever the opportunity is that's currently in front of you. Music can enliven that. And it comes with knowledge because we can all listen. You don't have to teach somebody to listen, right? <laughs> we all hear this stuff and we all feel it too. We feel it in different ways. But all of that stuff just disappears, like the technical details kind of disappear behind the opportunity for integrating this amazing tool, music, with whatever your current stuckness is or current opportunity is. So it's real individual. And it sounds like, it. what this is making me think about is how there's a difference between hearing and listening. I might have music on all day kind of in the background or just I'm hearing it, you know, as I'm walking around the city, but sitting consciously making the time, making the space to listen to or be moved by music that has similarity, at least for me in the way that I might sit down and consciously open myself up for prayer or meditation or whatever else it is that I'm going to do. Exactly. Well said, because it's not popping a pill. You really get to engage and be present. And uh, some people use, use the word mindfulness. I think that's partially accurate because it's more of a, heartfulness when you're aware of music um, in, in, in this way. Emotional intelligence is a good way in, but it's more like emotional honesty. Like, what do we really feel right now, Karen? You know, what, what is it that this music is really triggering inside me? If I'm, if I'm honest with myself, that might be something I don't like. But the stuff we don't like is like our gateway. That's our opportunity for moving forward. And, you know, finding out that, in my case, finding out that I'm suicidally ideated. Well, that's a that's a big one, but it's also the opportunity. And for me, it was the opportunity to move through that. And when that, when those thoughts come back to be able to say, Oh yes, familiar thoughts of suicidal ideation that I have. I remember that night with that music and how it worked. And that puts me back in a path that's, that's got guardrails beside it. You know, I'm not going over the cliff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it brings it brings some context and it brings some, like you said, guardrails. It brings some almost um, boundaries to an experience that might have felt 
absolutely all-encompassing. Oh, yeah, terrifying. But, of course, you know. <laughs> you know how this works. Once you push the boundaries and find what's beyond, you know, the, the, the end of the rainbow and there's no gold there, there's another rainbow, right? And you, and you chase that. So this work is it's an invitation to ongoing work. It's not, you know, pray once and you're done forever. <laughs> it's, it's a practice. And because of that, um, and because clearly there's so many musicians who are giving us all this incredible music, there are also so many listeners. And practicing your ability to listen well is such a beautiful thing that can open you in ways you've never even considered before. So how can listeners who want to connect more deeply with music, who want to kind of unlock, like you said, like leverage that power of music, who want to unlock that deeper healing component, how can we how can we get started? Like today, what can we do? Wow. Your timing is so great because over the weekend I published an article on this and I can send you a show like or whatever, but the idea behind the article was, Hey, you know, if you know your top 10 favorite songs of all time, and most of us do I remember stuff. In fact, we even remember the songs. If you know what those are, that's information that you can use to take the step that you need to take in your growth. Huh. So I wrote about how to do that, but the idea is pretty simple. If you become aware of the emotions in your music, you'll find out where you're sort of missing some emotions. Some emotional content isn't there. It's like if you're painting a painting and you've only got black. <laughs> you can paint in black and white. That's like having a, a one-track emotional pony. Right. But we've got all the, I mean, emotions are, they're, they're like color, they're non-binary, they're, they're beautiful, and they come and go, you know, our, our moods can linger around, but emotional content is pretty quick. It's, it's in and it's out, you know, you're sad for a while, then it changes, you're angry, then it changes. So if, if you know what your sort of emotional uh, blueprint is, and you can see where in that blueprint you're missing some colors, wow, you've got an opportunity there to... Uh, to create some new depth and maybe open yourself up to feelings perhaps that were scary, but only because they're unfamiliar. But in all of those feelings, there's power, you know, like the guardrails, they keep you on the road. And if you're driving down a road and you've got plenty of joy guardrails, but there's no sadness guardrails on the other side, well, it's time to get familiar with that. And let's put some rails up there where they didn't exist before to help you stay moving forward. So that, that article's out. I'll, I'll send you the link on that. Now, I, maybe this is a this is a good time, and I know we've just got about three minutes left. Can you let listeners know what they'll find at your website? Is that a place? Could I find that article there? I haven't linked it into the Quest site yet, but the quest.musiccare.net site that you mentioned, uh, that's the, the landing page for the online Quest. So I had, I had to put this into a form people could use. And you can go through that either like on your own, or you can be coached through it one-on-one. -on -one. It's a life-changing experience, and it's a pile of work. It's really heavy lifting. But there's also free links there, and it's a great way to sort of get in touch with me if you want to contact me online, set up a call, whatever. There's, you know how it works. <laughs> we all have these things available. So that's a great place to go. Okay, so what is the, but what is the, like, what is the quest? What does that mean? Because now I'm like setting out from home with like a, you know, a hunk of bread and cheese and I'm going to the castle. So what does that, what does that mean? Just briefly, that's what is exactly that what it quest? Is. It's, it's that. <laughs> 
It's the opportunity to take a fantastic journey through your own awareness of how music is working on you. And it's, it's guided because, I, you know, I don't believe in just giving people a PDF and saying thank you. Um, this is an interactive thing where you can actually interact with me and with the other Quest mentors and with people who are going through it at the same time. You know, how's your journey? I wish that it was more like, you know, um, <laughs> an online game, but we haven't gotten there yet. Huh. Even though it is gamified, it's not quite Avatar-based yet. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's really a quest. And Voyage of Self-Discovery, and it takes you deep um, in, into how precisely to use, to set up a playlist, I call it a silver bullet playlist, of four songs that will give you a satisfying emotional journey through any of the emotions that you encounter in life. Like them or, liked or not liked, wanted or not wanted, it'll give you a, a way to process those emotions using music. It's very quick and simple and it's practice that you can learn and do just by recalling it after you've become proficient at it. Isn't that amazing? It's, our, our brains don't know whether it's the real thing or a memory. Well, and it's not something that's imposed on us. It's something that we choose, something that we open to. Bill, the, the clock has caught us. Clearly, there's like 700 more hours of things to talk about here. Thank you so much for coming and starting to share with us your philosophy and and your work. Thank you very much for being on the show. My pleasure. You're so welcome, Karen. Thank you. That is Bill Protzman, and you can find out more about Bill and his work at quest.music care.net quest.musiccare.net that's a place to check out those free resources where i'm going after the show is to click into that idea of the of the quest what is that how do we follow that through and to pursue more of bill's ideas that's where i'm going i hope i hope that you guys will go there too that's at quest.musiccare.net and you can always um find other good stuff at karenhager.com it's a wonderful place to find out a about upcoming classes and events, who's coming up next on this radio program, for example. It's also a good place to book a private intuitive session with me if you're so inclined. If you'd like some help moving out of the fog, if you need a compassionate guide to hold the flashlight while you take a look at some of the things that may have been in shadow or the things that seem unclear to you, I'm very happy to stand ready to serve you in that way. So all that good stuff is at KarenHager.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. <laughs>